0: The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce.
1: Come on, Betsy, come on, finish your breakfast or you'll miss the school bus. Here's your toast. Butter it for me, please. All right, dear. Oh, this cold. Will I ever get over it? For just...
2: Pete's sakes, can't she butter her own Ugh. toast? She's seven years old. Well,
1: it's late, dear, and I can do it easier. Well,
2: she's got to learn to do things herself. My gosh, there are children younger than she is all over the world that have got to find food before they can even eat.
1: Darling, now, just because you're upset... Now, look, it
2: is inconceivable. It is absolutely inconceivable. Well, dear,
1: it's late, and the school bus No, no, I'm along. not
2: talking about it. I mean, with, with all the title searches that went on, all the money we have shelled out building this new house, and all the problems we've had now, now, by golly, we should find that half the house is built on somebody else's property. I,
1: I, I, What's the matter with Daddy? Uh, Darling, please, not in front of Well, look,
2: she'll find out sooner or later. Well, there's
1: no sense worrying her. I'll find out what sooner or later? Nothing, Betsy, not eat your breakfast, please, dear. She
2: might just as well know that's the trouble with people. When they grow up, they're not taught when they're little that growing up isn't just living happily ever after. Daddy. Well, darling, Mr. Dibble said some strange man came around here and told Mr. Dibble that that half the property here belongs to him, to this man, that 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 part apparently that our kitchen and dining room are built on. That's why we came home from the sales convention in Florida.
1: I thought you came home because you were lonesome for me. Oh, we were, dear. And that is the main reason we came home, because we were lonesome for you. Of course, sweetie.
2: Janet, look, it's, it's all very well for Jack, as a lawyer, to tell me to, you know, to relax and not worry about well, the Well, what but can we golly... do?
1: What can we do until a man actually puts in a claim or something? Now, we've gone over all that. You nah. try to calm down, then. Calm you?
2: down, Jiminy. Wh- look, what if he does own the property? What if he refuses to sell? Where does that leave us?
1: What huh? do you mean, Daddy? Daddy means. Oh, now you're getting Betsy all worried. Daddy means that if the man refuses to sell a part our dining room and kitchen are on. Why, then, I guess we'd have to cut those rooms off and move them over and put them on somewhere else. Really? You mean they'd move them? Oh, Mommy, that would be fun. Could I stay home and watch them do it? Uh, You know, a child's point of view is really refreshing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, refreshing, yes, it certainly is refreshing. Now, honey. Now, look here, if that strange guy shows up today, don't forget you call me at the office at once. Either he's a crackpot, as Jack suggested, or if he has claims, then by golly, we're going to get this thing settled. I want to know what that guy is up to.
0: A couple of aces make the perfect pair. As you can hear week in and week out, it's Dialer's Choice as CBS Radio presents songs by Rosemary Clooney and Vic Damone. They both visit you regularly on most of these same stations every weekend. And both of them sing the songs you like to hear. Held captive by Household Chores on Saturday? Well, you can still enjoy the sparkling songs of Rosemary and Vic. Heading for Distant Places on Sunday? Well, keep your automobile radio tuned to CBS Radio, and this light-hearted twosome will follow you anywhere. If you want your spirits lifted or want to erase those weekday cares, join us on CBS Radio as our road shows starring Rosemary Clooney and Victor Damone come your way all weekend long. Also every weekend, the devotees of drama can dote on such famous stories as gun smoke, suspense, indictment, the FBI and peace and war, and yours truly, Johnny Dollar. So, if gay lightheart music is your dish, it's Rosemary Clooney and Victor Damone. Or, for you drama fans, CBS Radio offers a full measure every weekend. Yeah.
1: Mommy's darling, babe. You like to have a bath, huh? You do? You do, darling? Oh, come in. Oh, come in, Mr. Dibble.
3: I, I, I just thought I ought to tell you that man just showed up.
1: What man? Oh, close the door, will you? I'm bathing Bobby.
3: Yeah. That fellow said he owned half this property.
1: Oh, my goodness, he's out there.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know how long he's been here. Suddenly I looked over, saw him sitting on the stone wall, making notes again, or drawing pictures or something.
1: Notes or pictures about what?
3: Oh, I don't know. None of my business. But it might be your business, so I figured I ought to tell you. Oh,
1: dear. Yes, thank you. Hand me that towel, will you, Mr. Dibble? Get Bobby out of the tub here. No, no, the bath is over. I know you like it. I'll get your bottle right away. Mr. Dibble, I can't leave Bobby. Would you ask the man to come in and say I'd like to talk to him?
3: Well, I guess it's all right. Uh, He's kind of strange. Talk's kind of funny. I, I, I won't be too far away in case you want to call me or anything.
1: Oh, thank you, Mr. Dibble. Thank you. I, I'm sure he's all right. Well, I'll, I'll ask him to come in. Yes, here. I'll get your bottle right away. It's right here. Maybe hey, be good baby. Mama has to talk to somebody. Here we are. There, 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 there. That's my good baby. Yes, it's my good baby. Come in. Oh, do come in.
3: Oh, thank you. It's very nice of you to ask me in. It wasn't at all necessary, you know.
1: Oh, well, I thought we ought to meet. After all, I, I mean, my husband and I rushed home from Florida when we got the news.
3: Oh? Well, I certainly hope it was good news.
1: Good news? I'm talking about the fact that you told Mr. Dibble you owned half of our property here.
3: Oh, good heavens, I hope you didn't rush home from Florida just for that.
1: Just for that? Well, we've been very upset about it. Really? Why? Yes.
3: Well, I, I don't see anything to be upset about, as you put it.
1: Nothing to be upset about my husband is nearly out of his mind.
3: Well, I can't think what for, but... I don't want the property, you know. You don't? Oh, good heavens, no! what would I do with it? Well, hello there, young man. <laughs> it is a boy, isn't it? Oh,
1: uh, well, yes, yes, it, it is a boy. Look here, Mr... Uh, uh,
3: Ferris, uh, uh, Miss Paul Ferris. Uh, you know, a baby is really the most remarkable thing in the world. Actually, a baby is the only thing that makes me feel sometimes I should have settled down. But...
1: Mr. Ferris, if you own this property, or a half of it... Oh, just about
3: half, I would say, but don't give it another thought. I only mentioned it in passing. What's his name?
1: Only mention... Oh, uh, Mr. Devil. Oh, no,
3: no, no, uh, the baby.
1: Uh, uh, um, Robert, what do you mean, only mentioned it in passing?
3: Well, that's all. Well, I'd never have said a word if I'd known that your builder was going to repeat it. Well, that is most unfortunate and rather surprising. He seems like a very close-mouthed man. That type usually is. Very surprising. I say, do you mind if I do a sketch of this young fellow? Hello there, Bobby.
1: Mr. Ferris, I don't understand this at all. How do you own any of this? I mean, you're English, aren't Hmm? you? Oh, no, no,
3: no. I'm American, but I I lived in England a great deal. England, France, Italy, India, China, Tahiti. Uh, Fact is, I'm on my way to Japan right now. I'm just passing through my old hometown. I thought I'd uh, take one more look at this magnificent view
1: oh yes isn't it with the lake and the pine trees oh i well I, I can't discuss the view mr ferris really I, I i mean it seems very funny when we bought the property that we didn't hear about hold you. bobby a
3: little higher can you that's fine thank well, you
1: mr ferris if you would please explain i do well, and you. it's
3: not strange they probably all think i'm dead i'm well i suppose i'm what they used to call in novels the black sheep of the family now i'm the one who was never going to amount to a row of pins as grandmother ferris used to say Well, I guess she was right. I don't amount to a row of pins. But I've had a wonderful life. Still have a wonderful life. Oh, I paint a little, sell my paintings. They're not very good, but I make out. What I wanted to do was to see the world. And I still have a lot to see. So don't worry about the property. I don't want it. I won't be back again.
1: Well, that's all very interesting, Mr. Ferris, but I'm sure we have to be more practical about things. I know that my husband... (laughs) Well, I'm never
3: practical. That's so uninteresting, don't you think? Uh,
1: Well, yes, I guess it is, really. Supposing I make some tea and you tell me how it's possible to get through life without being a little bit practical once in a while.
3: Well, it's very simple. It's taken me a long time to learn it, but it's very simple. Don't let things upset you, as you put it, and simply enjoy life.
1: (laughs) Well, that's all very well, but sometimes there are legal complications.
3: Exactly, and who wants to be bothered with those? Lawyers, bankers, arguments, decisions, papers to be signed. Oh, no, no, no. It's all very tedious, and life is much too short.
1: Yes, but if you own some of this property. I told
3: you, don't give it another thought. Are you just kidding? Ca- the property is yours. I give it to you. There. It's very simple. Uh,
1: well, uh, well, thank you. That's very nice Not of you. Not uh... at
3: all. Now, I'll finish this sketch of Bobby, and you can hang it up somewhere in your new house. Something to remember me by.
1: Uh, all right. Now, hold still, Bobby. Let the man draw your picture, darling. Yes, hold up. Hold up.
2: that is without doubt the most idiotic story I have ever heard in my life. Look, nobody just gives somebody a piece of property What well, a guy sounds absolutely wacky. Why
1: is the people who do what they want to do without hurting anyone else are always considered wacky?
2: How could you believe such a nutty story? Look, either this guy is a crackpot or he's smart as a whip. You can't tell me that he hadn't got something up his sleeve. Oh, he
1: hasn't at all. Oh. Well, I believe him. Unfortunately, people like that are always difficult to explain to somebody else.
2: Well, if it's true, do you realize what a bombshell that's going to cause with with, with the estate now divided up? With with the other relatives who sold it? With with the bank? With the real estate companies? To say nothing of the thousand and one legal complications? And why didn't you call me when he was here as I told you to?
1: Well, I don't know, dear. He got to talking and and it didn't seem necessary. I mean, we were having tea and he was drawing a picture of Bobby and... Oh, isn't it good, dear? He said it wasn't very good, but really, I think the picture is... And just just... where
2: is this fascinating, delightful world traveler?
1: He's on his way to Japan. That's what he said. Well,
2: look, nobody, I don't care how impractical he is, can just take off for Japan without packing his suitcase. I take it he's practical enough to have a suitcase. Well,
1: I suppose, but I don't know where he was staying. He just wasn't the kind of person you ask trivial things like that about, dear. Oh. I mean, once he lived in a villa in Florence, Italy, that, that was once lived in by Michelangelo. Oh. Think of it. He told me about the marble floors beautiful statues
2: how old was he
1: ageless with perfect manners
2: call the hotels track this guy down call the airports if he's made a reservation on the seven o'clock plane in the meantime i'll drive over and get jack we need a lawyer i i, I, I how could you be so impractical it's
1: very simple i just decided not to let things upset me don't
2: oh, call the airport <laughs> Mr. Ferris, for the love of heaven, will you listen to reason, please? I mean, look, we tracked you down here at the airport, and you heard my lawyer, Jack. Jack, tell him again how impossible... No, this, no,
3: this... no, 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 there's no need to tell me again. I quite understand, and it was very nice of you all to see me off. I'm delighted to meet you, but as you see, the gates are open. My plane is leaving. Jack,
0: will you, for the love of Mr. My... Ferris, I believe your claim to the estate is valid, but you just can't walk off like this. It isn't done. Oh, it <laughs> isn't done. How
3: often have we all not done things because it isn't done, and how much we all miss.
1: Yes, I know. Well, Mr.
0: that's Ferris. so true, Mr. Ferris, but the effect on the estate has to be considered. Your claim affects hundreds of people. Why, why, there'll be all sorts of legal complications. This is why it may take months, years to unravel. You just can't say it's yours, but you don't want it and walk off. I, I mean,
3: well, well, you can't do it. But I am doing it. Oh, you lawyers are all alike. Now, look here. Here's the envelope with my plane ticket. Now, on the back of it, I shall write to Mr. Robert Piper, I leave any and all interests...
2: But, you know, you, you can't leave it to my son. I mean...
0: Jack, will you tell him? In
3: the Ferris estate, signed Paul Ferris. There you are. Mr. Ferris, I don't even know if that's legal
0: on the back of an envelope. I mean,
3: it isn't even notarized. There you are. I'm off to Japan. There's my plane. They're waiting for me. Adieu, arrivederci, goodbye. Uh, and Mrs. Piper, don't forget... I won't. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: don't forget what?
1: I don't know. In short, to enjoy life, I guess.
0: Well, I don't know if this envelope is legal or not. I just don't know. Well, don't worry about it, Jack. Don't worry about it. I'm a lawyer. You've got to be practical. Well, maybe we don't always.
2: Now, there's a man you said, dear, who was told he would never amount to a row of pins. Well, come to think of it,
0: who wants to amount to a row of pins, huh?
1: Yes. He's doing all right. I don't
0: know what you're both talking about. It's a good thing some of us keep our feet on the ground. Yes, Yes, Jack. Jack. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
3: Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: No oily aftertaste, no oily aftertaste. Now there's a margarine,
1: good luck's the margarine, with no oily
0: aftertaste. Today's good luck is the light margarine, light in flavor, light on your tongue, just like the high-priced spread. Lever Brothers has world rights to the process that makes good luck different from other margarines. It's light, guaranteed to leave no oily aftertaste or your money back.
2: No oily aftertaste, good luck, good luck, good luck
0: the couple next door is written by peg lynch and stars peg lynch and alan bunce with francie myers madeline pierce john shelley dean carlton and alistair duncan and is produced by walter hart this is Stuart metz inviting you to listen monday for the couple next door